0: NWA USA Episode 3. And episode 2 was better than episode 1 even. I thought we were gonna go on a bit of a tear. Episode 3 isn't so good. Still looks bright, still looks light, it's got 30 it's a 30-minute show, they pack a lot in. I want to know about quite a lot that's happening, but this week they just chose some stuff which wasn't as interesting as I thought it might be. First of all, we get May Valentine interviewing Colby Carino and the uh, it, it, their, their friends, the fi- his friends, the Fixers. May saying, it's never a pleasure to interview Colby Carino, but I have to do it. That's great. Colby Carino's comments about CW Anderson aren't as great. They're standard wrestling stuff. Austin Idol's got the same shirt on as last week. It's kind of a brightly coloured, shiny thing. Maybe they recorded immediately after last week's episode, but for goodness sake, change your shirt, mate. You only bought one, or are you wearing the same one? It doesn't look good. Ricky and Terry Morton, his son, are next. Terry's overexcited, but then he's always wanted to wrestle for the NWA, and he will later on. And it won't be all that brilliant. Okay, now they're going to pick up Markova. Natalia Markova, who is sold as a big, killer women's wrestler. And so is Camille, which is why when she's faced with that, By May Valentine, she walks away. Now she's fighting Kenzie Page this week, Markova. And really what you need to do when you've got a really big frightening wrestler, you want them to really make short work of fairly squash people, but not squash people, and then move up a bit and struggle a little bit with someone who's a bit um, more heavily or a bit closer to to where you are in your progression, get through that and then get to the top of the tree with Camille. What they do is, I mean, they, they do two things here. Kenzie Page is a good wrestler and has been doing this for years and they are more equally matched. But what you don't get is any sense that Markova is dominating in any way. I mean she could have won but by but by a hair's breadth and that would have worked. What you also get is this being a setup for another angle which I'm not keen on. You're either selling Markova as a killer women's wrestler in your roster, or you're not. Now, early on Markova just avoided Kenzie Page and looked at the audience and said, say, hey, great, hey, that's really nice. She hits a cutter for a two count, spinning kick in the corner, which is really nice. She connects very well. And then Page thinks I've had enough of this. Hits some ground and pound. Markova thinks, oh, it's like that, is it? She hits some ground and pound. I think it's Joe Galli on the commentary uses the phrase catfight, which we don't want because why would you use that? You know, men can do this sort of thing. You're not calling that catfight, are you? The ref calls for a DQ. Don't do that. They're, very, they're being physical. They're fighting. If you want to, separate it and start the match again. Don't have a DQ. It's almost as if, well, this is not really a wrestling match and they can't keep there. They can't keep their emotions under control, these women. It feels like that to me. It may not be, but it feels like that. And who's this? Tim Storm coming in. Why does your general manager need to come in to separate two fighters who are getting physical? He wouldn't do that with the blokes, would he? Not only that, it's an angle, really, because that brings out Raven, who says something to him at ringside. We don't know what. They're surmising on commentary, and we go to a break. I said last week in Sports Obsessive, that I would like to see a more buttoned up Tim Storm versus a less buttoned up Raven for the GM title. That'd be great, I'd like to watch that, but not like this. Don't tack it onto a women's match. Don't use the women's match to add the angle. And don't show us that nothing has really been said. It was a botched angle, this, and a botched segment. Okay, on to Jamie Stanley versus Kerry Morton. His father is at ringside. He's doing all the oohs and ahs, which is good. What you get here is... Jamie Stanley's partner, by the way, in Root Dudes, is wrestling in Mexico, which is a, quite a nice little... a nice little check back to, well, he's wrestling in Mexico, or he's in Puerto Rico at the moment, which just means he can't be here. He's not here. It was used a lot in the 80s, and it's really nice to see that again. However... Quite a lot of other 80s stuff is apparent in this match. and That's not really, it's not as enjoyable to be honest. Let me take you through it. There's an arm lock earlier on by Kerry Morton. A shoulder barge by Jamie Stanley. Slam and elbow drop. So far, so 80s. Morton then rolls him up. Then he hits a backslide for another near two two count. Stanley has to go to the eyes. Then it's a fall away slam. There's a sunset flip from Morton. You can see what's happening here. This is very 80s and I know the NWA is channeling the 80s and I know that he learned from his father who is an 80s I suppose who had his pomp in the 80s but we really need a few more high octane moves. Morton tries to do that by hitting a neck breaker which is rather flat. Later on Stanley will hit his own neck breaker to show him how to do it really. Gets a lot more height on it and it does seem like a bigger spot. There's a high crossbody from Morton off the top, which is nice actually, and the reversal to a DDT. Now that's perfectly alright, but he follows it up with a frog splash from the top. Can't get the full extension of the legs in there, so it's not a it's more like a, a fro rather than a frog splash, and gets the pin. It was okay, but there are far too many basic 80s wrestling moves there. I don't need to see that now. Okay, here's Nick Aldis, he's in workout gear, well actually, it's British Invasion attire. The audience are up for that, and he's teasing a match as the British Invasion. calls out Anthony Mayweather, who are friends, and is so good behind the stick because he's intelligent in his use of language. And he talks about, we've been in the trenches together, figuratively. It's great to hear that because it's tossed around. And what he says later on is, and the reason why I use the words figuratively, is because you've been in the trenches. You've fought for this country. Great, tells him to get his head back in the game. Says, can't believe you got beat by a ham sandwich last week. Which I presume, he's talking about Marche Rocket. Oh, I bet Marche's not happy about that. And then talks to him like a father and leaves. I and mean, he doesn't spank him or anything, or get the belt to him. But Mayweather's not very happy. He's either upset with himself, or he's upset with all oh, this and we'll find out won't we and here is your main event you see it does keep going quickly it's just that some things aren't ideal this week and this is one of them your main event is Wrecking Ball McGurkski Magers- versus George South and it's an empty arena match now, the reason why you do an empty arena match and they mentioned this early on is because the fans might be at risk looking at the action here there's no way the fans will be at risk for any of this. It's really anodyne stuff. It was filmed before they came in, and it's not the wrestlers, they have to be there, the, uh, the, the crowd, and um, it's okay. Early on Austin Idol tells us that with, a, that with an empty arena match, no wrestler gets the benefits of fans. Glad he's here to give us this analysis from his years of wrestling. The high spot of this is George South smacking, or rather tapping, Mugursky on the forehead with the, the announcers, the ring bell hammer. He then tries to use it to cut him open. A hammer hasn't got short, sharp edges, George. You won't be able to cut him open, mate. Then George's head goes into the announce desk, and they, they say, well, he doesn't feel pain. Well, the announce desk is so thin... ...that he wouldn't feel anything, I don't think. Of course, CW Anderson, who's with him, gets involved... ...and there's a nice spot where... ...Recky moore is being punched between CW and George South... ...but in the end, he gets a really nice black hole slam for the pin. Nothing really happened in this match. There was no danger at all. They wrestled around the announce table. That's about it. They didn't get close to the fans. When you've got an empty arena match... You do need some brutality. You do need something that's been festering for, for weeks, for months, for years. This has been festering, it seems, for about six days. Oh, I don't know. It just didn't seem like it was anything important. And that's a shame. And this week's episode of NW USA didn't seem fantastically important either. Some of the stuff they chose didn't really work very well. And I hope this is a blip, because I really want it to succeed. It should do. and I hope they're back next week with something a little better. Ta-ta.